everyone, welcome back to Living Electric. We are doing our Eevee villain origin stories. I'm just kidding. It's not really the our villain, villain origin stories. <laughs> yes, our villain origin stories. <laughs> I gotta tell you, coming up to this episode recording, I've been wanting to say that for like a week. <laughs> planning the joke for that yes. one. Yep. So it is it's now out and now we have to talk about our villain stories. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we have a special uh, two-part series, essentially, where we are discussing our own Eevee origin stories, and this episode is all about Alex. So I will yep. let you take it away, and I will uh, interrupt when I feel like it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I hope you like the sound of my voice better than Brandon's for the sake of this episode. Um, <laughs> you can skip my episode. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, if you like Brandon's voice better than listen to the next episode, if you like my <laughs> voice, just keep listening. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we, I got this idea cause I was listening to, uh, how to money the other day. One of the other podcasts I listened to, um, obviously living electric is number one. Nobody's going to top us right now. Um, <laughs> nope. but I listened to, to the their moon. podcast a decent amount and they did a, uh, their like basically their money origin story of like kind of how they became, personal finance and like money interested so i thought it would be a good idea to kind of do the same for us and talk about our ev origin story like what led us to now both of our careers in the ev industry and also just like kind of what piqued our interest and like really got us interested in evs initially so um that was part of the inspiration for the episode we also got a uh I got a DM on Instagram from Joel G. Uh, He said, hey, Alex, wanted to throw over a podcast idea. I'm currently looking for opportunities to move from my current industry to working in the clean transportation slash renewable energy slash et cetera industry. (laughs) Would love to hear about the experience you and Brandon have getting into that industry, positives, negatives, how you got into it, tips slash networking ideas, et cetera. Thanks. Love the show. So. Thanks, Joel, for that idea. I think we're going to kind of meld the two with some kind of advice about how we got into the industry, um, whether we like it or dislike it, and uh, maybe some pros and cons about the industry and just kind of how we got there in the first place. So, Yep, especially um, the et cetera industry. I feel like we should really touch base on that. that. It's very much, (laughs) well... It's very as as I think we're both finding up out. It is very much an et cetera industry. Like it, it, is. it encompasses so many different things. It's not just yep. like EVs. It is. It's software. It's hardware. It's all this stuff really coming together. So it's been it's been interesting. Yes, and it, it's big enough to keep us busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I was telling Brandon, I just got off uh, got off work at like six today. I immediately went and worked out. Came back showered and like just got out of the shower like 25 minutes ago and now we're back we're now we're on the podcast so yep. we're, gr- we're grinding right now yeah. um, <laughs> so i'm gonna start uh probably i don't know how early you're gonna start your story but i'm going all the way back to my freshman year of high school so okay this is 2011 I, I this is 2011 for me. <laughs> I feel like we need like the the wave transition with like wah, like you know fairy tale sounds or something. I yeah. The yeah. other podcast I listen to is uh, is uh, stuff you should know. Have you listened to that podcast before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they call it the Wayback Machine, where they like hop oh, in their time yeah. machine and like go yeah. back in time. <laughs> so that's what, that's what we here. need. <laughs> yep. So we're we're going back to look at freshman year of high school, Alex. Um, this is when I think I first really got interested in engineering specifically. 
I had always been like really smart in math and science. And that's kind of like the building blocks of becoming an engineer is science and math. Um, cause it really kind of melds the two, but that year it was the first year I took a lot of like engineering specific classes. Um, the high school I was going to, I don't know if you knew this, but I, I had my freshman year of high school in South Carolina, actually. Oh, um, no, I didn't I know lived, that. I lived there for one year because my dad got a job there um, that didn't end up working out, and we ended up moving back to, to Indianapolis. But my freshman year of high school, I went to high school in South Carolina. Giant high school, had like over 1,000 per class. Um, and oh, my God. Yeah, just what? gigantic. But the good thing was is they had a lot more classes and more more opportunities for taking different types of classes so i took an like intro to engineering class as a freshman um and that's, that's like cool. when i started learning how to do like cad design and like do that kind of the engineering process which was like super cool to me and it was like uh i'd always watched like tinkering videos on youtube and like always been interested in that so actually being able to do something like that really like got me excited <laughs> and kind of <laughs> kind of set me on that path to becoming an engineer so well, especially in high school to have that I opportunity know. i mean most people get stuck in social studies like <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah, I was bummed when we ended up leaving because they actually had they almost had like majors kind of at that high school. Like you could declare a like concentration almost of like what your classes were going to be tailored to. So I could have taken wow. like even more advanced engineering classes in high school, like before a lot of people even get exposed to that stuff. That's incredible. Yeah, it was it was really neat. That was one of my like probably favorite classes I ever took. Cause we had, we like got all the way into like 3d printing. Like we were learning how to 3d print stuff by the end of it. And this was in 2011 when like 3d printing was brand new. Yeah. I was about <laughs> <So>. to say, <laughs> wow. Um, what, a, what an incredible high school. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun, but that really kind of cemented my, my interest in engineering at the time. I, um, wasn't really into EVs as much, but I was aware of, tesla i had seen the the tesla roadster came out in like 2008 ish right mm -hmm. i think that's around yep. the time it it came out um and i had also seen like some images of the tesla model s prototype because that was out at the time so I, I was kind of aware of tesla i hadn't like fully become like fanboy mode like i kind of <laughs> became like before i bought my car uh, but i was aware of the company and kind of been following them so that's 2010 <laughs> um freshman year ends we end up moving back to indianapolis where i where i finished out high school and in 2011 i remember hearing about the nissan leaf actually um which was the first year it came out i believe that was like the first model year i think was around 2011 yes and yep. being the nerd i was i signed up for like the email list for uh <laughs> for the nissan leaf just to hear more information about it because mm -hmm. like just electric cars in general were a very very new thing like very bleeding edge technology back then um and i had always kind of wanted i think i kind of skipped ahead with like my my origin story a little bit but i had always okay 
I had always rewind. Yeah, <laughs> I had always been uh, been interested in uh, cars, but specifically like alternative fuels for cars. I'm like, there's got to be a better way to operate cars than like just burning stuff every time you want to <laughs> every time you yeah. want to get around. Like I thought, as like the the engineering mind was kind of becoming molded, I was like, there's got to be a more efficient way to do this. There's got to be a better way to do it. Um, so 2011 start kind of following the leaf news. That's when I started kind of more following EVs a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of brainstorming this last night and I remember vividly I got, uh, we had an Xbox at the time and we got Forza Motorsport four, I think was the name of it. Um, yeah, Forza Motorsport four. And it was like a racing game you could play on the Xbox, and it had the Tesla Roadster in it. <laughs> wow, I thought you were going to say it had the Nissan Leaf. <laughs> no, it might have, but I mean, the Nissan Leaf compared to the Roadster, um, one of those you want to race around the track, the other yes. uh, <laughs> you yeah. might not want to. <laughs> um that's so cool. I it played, had the Roadster in it. I know, yeah, because it was it was 2011, so that I think it was a 2.5 they had in the game because Tesla okay. was doing some weird stuff with the Roadster just because they were so limited run and they they kind of had some like different trims they were they were messing around with. But this game had the Roadster, which I thought was so cool. So they had like all these high end cars like Ferraris and Lamborghinis and stuff. You could like hear the engine rumble when you're driving around, and then you like hop in the Roadster and it's like the yeah. <laughs> Like this, this <laughs> whirring electric sound going around the going around the track, um, but that was like one of my goals in the game because you had to like unlock cars and stuff. So it wasn't like it was just there right away. You had to like beat certain races to unlock cars, and um, that I remember trying to like beat certain races so I could get the roadster unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was all I could remember about 2011 were those couple things. Um, 2012 would have been my, I guess, kind of junior year um, of high school. I was driving now. My my first car was a 2006 Ford Taurus. So definitely very attractive vehicle for, uh, for a high schooler to be driving around. Um, what color was it? It was silver. Oh, okay. At least it wasn't yeah. that like sky blue color. That they yeah, had. it wasn't. It was. It was neutral, so it wasn't like terrible. And and I don't mean to complain at all because like my parents bought me that car. Like I would have been happy with anything. So I'm like very grateful that for that. Don't don't make it sound like I'm like a spoiled kid who wanted a <laughs> who wanted like a super nice car. Like I I was very aware of the situation. Like I'm not getting a nice car in high school. Um, <laughs> and so I was driving that at the time. Um, and then, of course, when you get the car, you start kind of looking at, like, what do I, what do I want as my, like, dream car? I know how to drive mm-hmm. now, but, like, what's going to be, like, my yeah. car that, that, like, I really want to shoot for and really want to be driving every day? So um, it was at this point I started, like, I watched a lot of car videos, and ironically enough, I kind of, like, rediscovered Tesla because of a YouTube video that some Model S owner had shown the door handles on the Model S. And my, like, high school self thought that was the coolest thing ever, that they, like, popped out of the body of the car. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had never seen I had never seen door handles like that. Um, and to this day, I'm still, like, I, I think stuff like that is just so cool for some reason. Just, like, little automatic features on cars is so cool. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of like the Koenigsegg doors. Have you seen those oh, that like yeah, flip up, they... that like flip up it... vertically? Um, yeah. Like those are super cool. I love the way the Rivian uh, like charging port latch like swivels open. Like, yeah. I think that's so cool. I'm like, those are such minor things in a car, but I think they're really neat. Um, oh, they're dynamic. You know, they're yeah. kind of like away from what you're typically used to seeing on cars. Exactly. And and like yeah. why why put just like a, a manual latch when you could do something cool that's like automatic and slides open or pops open cool. So yeah, um, yeah big fan of that. Um, okay. So that's, so that would have been junior year, uh, graduate high school, start looking at colleges and stuff, um, was pretty decided on electrical engineering at the time. Um, one of my goals, like leaving high school and kind of what I told people was like my dream to do as a career was like, get into renewable power. Cause I'm like, everybody needs power. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to go away. Like power consumption has continued to climb. Um, we're going to need more power and we're going to need to produce it in a renewable way. So mm-hmm. that's what I kind of settled on electrical engineering. I'm like, I really want to be involved on the renewable energy side of things. Wasn't as interested in the, in, in the automotive industry, just because that was more, all the mechanical engineers were kind of going towards that. And I wasn't as like, it just didn't interest me as much. The mechanical engineering, it it felt very like, um, not, I don't want to like throw shade on mechanical engineers at all. It just wasn't for me. Like it, it just didn't Mm -hmm. fit my interest. So, um, electrical engineering is what I decided to major in in college. Um, so started that and had always been like very interested in power. That was what I really focused on. I took classes in renewable energy. I took um, classes on all the electrical engineering stuff, on circuits, on like all kinds yeah. of just crazy advanced stuff. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's if anybody's listening has gone to engineering school, like you know, like it's just hard. Like <laughs> um, the the funniest part about engineering school, I think, is the um, is the fact that you walk into class every day and you leave not understanding anything. (laughs) I feel like like that's adulthood. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's true. Um, But like, it was funny because I would, uh, I would talk to friends and they'd, they'd complain like, Oh, I went into class today. And like, I just didn't understand the lesson. I didn't understand what was going on. I'm like, you understand, like, that's me every day. Right. Like every, (laughs) not, not only every day, it's literally every class I walk into. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like I copy down all the formulas and the equations and like all the notes and stuff, but like I've got to I got to decompress later and figure out what the heck was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just pictured those the like, gifts of like the formulas popping in front of people and like <laughs> that's that's exactly how it is. It's funny that would um, literally be me in an engineering class. <laughs> it's yeah, it was that's like one of the hardest, uh, like my junior year of college was probably the hardest year of like, um, not of my life, but like schooling year of my life easily. Cause mm-hmm. I, I left, uh, I left class. I, I played basketball and ran track in college too. So I go to practice and then I would go to the engineering lab and not finish up till like 1130 most nights. And that was every day. <laughs> oh my god wow well on top of everything else you did in college so (laughs) it was it was a lot of fun but also just like a ton of work at the same time so um 
anyway, I kind of skipped forward there again. But uh, some EV highlights of college. Uh, my freshman year in the fall, so this was like 2014, right after I graduated college, I saw a Tesla Roadster at one of the football games at ONU where I went to school. Wow. Yeah. So I... Uh, can, can you give a little context of what, like, where ONU is and, like, how rural it is? Because that's actually yeah. pretty surprising. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's the thing. It was, like, like, you might expect to see that car at maybe, like, a car show or, like, out and about in a city or something like that where, like, yeah. there's a lot of people, a lot of cars, like, it might be in there. But ONU is, it's literally in the middle of a cornfield, the college is, like yep. in rural <laughs> Ohio, uh, northwest Ohio. There's nothing out there but like small towns and cornfields. And the fact that I saw that car there was like incredible, especially because it's like didn't have that much range to begin with. So it was, I think it has like 200 miles of range, if that. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No way of fast charging either. So, no. so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, saw it at a football game there. And ironically enough, they had, fa- they had parked like in a specific spot so they could run their charger to an outlet that was on some utility pole out there. <laughs> oh, wow. So, <laughs> so they, so they so came they were, prepared. Yeah, they were plugged in and, and it looked like they were probably staying for the day or something because they, they drove up and they plugged in and the car had been sitting there for a while. It looked like so, um, but got some pictures of that. I'm going to, I'm going to splice in some pictures throughout the podcast here of of everything i found looking through um but that was so cool because i had never seen a roadster in person in person before and i i still don't think i've seen one since that one like in person yeah maybe from afar but not like up close like i had seen that one um and it was super cool it was like i think it was a gray color a bunch of carbon fiber accents like really good looking car yeah um so that was really cool. And nobody else knew what the car was either. So that was kind of cool that I knew yeah. I knew what the car was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was your start of educating people on electric cars, pretty much. Honestly, yeah, that's you're probably right. Because people are like, what kind of car is this? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's a Tesla Roadster. Like, they're super rare. And like, this is a super expensive car, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially back then it was. <laughs> and I thought it was the coolest thing. Like, not everybody was as like, as jazzed about it as I was. But I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So got like a ton of pictures of it. Um, so that was 2014 in the fall. 2015 i think around christmas break so this would have been like my sophomore year i guess like prior to or yeah i guess christmas break of my sophomore year my dad tells me that his boss's husband recently bought a model s and i'm like is there any way we can check it out yeah Um, like now this is yeah yeah like right now um and this is 2015 mind you so uh Model S came out in 2012-ish, I think. Yeah, I think end of 2012, beginning yeah. of 2013. Yeah. So, like, only a three-year-old car, like, the first sedan that Tesla's made. Very new car at the time. So, somehow, he arranges for his boss's husband to drive over to our house, and I got to not only sit in a Model S, but also drive a Model S for the first time. <laughs> Which, as again, like, as a as a young person was like the coolest thing ever. Um, (laughs) And this wasn't even a like souped up model S. I'm pretty sure it was like a model S 60. 
like back when they did the 60 kilowatt hour motor. Yeah. Yeah. So it was only a rear-wheel drive? Yeah, I think uh, it oh, might yeah, have that's been. right, because, oh, no. I don't was know. Still motor out? Yeah, it was out. That came out in 2014. Okay. Yeah. It, he bought it used, too, so it might have been okay. It might have been a rear-wheel drive, because I think it was a an older mo- It was like a 2013 or 14 Model S. It was a couple of years old. Um, but really good-looking car. Um I was pretty like set at that point. I wanted a Tesla after, after driving it. Um, cause where I live in, in Indiana too, there's a bunch of back roads close. So we drove out to like some of the back roads and got to gun it a few times. I'm like, I mean, you're so oh, at I that point. That. So, I bet that was fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and this was right after Tesla had released all the autopilot stuff too. Like right at, cause I think that was around the same time, right? Like 2015. Yeah. 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 Autopilot one. Yeah, it, it yeah, it was it was autopilot one. It was like the mobilized system. Mm-hmm. Um but got to try autopilot for the first time and that was very cool and very nerve wracking at the same yeah. time. Um <laughs> especially for autopilot one because it did not read like it only it literally only read lane lines. So if some lane like <laughs> swerved off to the side, the car swerved off to the side. Uh, yep. I have a story for, for my episode regarding that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we, we tried autopilot and there was a situation that came up where we were driving and there was like a right turn lane that came up and the car started swerving off to the right. So I had to like correct it and like keep it going straight. Um, and it's funny now because now that I have my Model 3, I drive on that road all the time coming home now and I put on autopilot and it does completely fine. Like it doesn't <laughs> swerve at all off to the side. Um, so that's awesome. So Tesla has fixed some things with autopilot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they probably took that data from that day and, you know, made sure that yeah. exact area doesn't happen. Anymore. Implemented it four <laughs> years later. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was definitely like kind of a, a defining like moment in like my being set on getting an EV was after driving, driving that model S and that then like any time before or after that too, if we were at the mall or like near a Tesla store, I'd always want to go in and check them out. Like that was like, I was pretty set that I wanted a Tesla at that point. So, um, anytime back to kind of like the dream car, uh, discussion, I had, I was pretty set on the Model S as like being my first car, but I also heard that Tesla was going to release this cheaper car. So like anytime I told people like what my dream car was, I'd say I I want a Tesla. They're coming out with like a cheaper sedan that's going to be more affordable, and that's the car I, I want. That's the car I want to like buy after I graduate. Um, then comes 2016 which I think is uh, where our paths might cross slightly in uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> in, uh, in the Tesla world. But that's when they did the Model 3 reveal. Mm-hmm. So I remember watching this in my dorm in college uh, and thinking, like, I want to go down to Columbus tomorrow and put a deposit down on a Model 3, um, which I think was – it was $1,000, right? I'm pretty yep. sure. Yeah. Which is crazy to think that it was a thousand dollars at the time, but now it's only like a hundred. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, could you only do it in person at that point, or could you do it online? Uh, I think it was online okay. uh, because because I remember during the live event, like the reservation numbers were like shooting up, and that was yeah. like 
11 p.m. Eastern time. So, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. We didn't have lines at 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I saw that reveal and I'm like, okay, I like this is what I want. This is exactly the car I want. Um, I loved the like concepts matte black model. Yep. Um, do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. That was my favorite one too. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think a lot of people really like that. I'm like, if I can have that exact car, like I am set, you can, you can have all my money. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the problem was being in college, I didn't have a lot of money. So, <laughs> so I, uh, I was very set on like driving to Columbus to like put my name into the model three, uh, reservation line. And I think people were going in person because you could get earlier in the line or something like that. I think that's why people I, were doing that. I can't remember. I can't remember honest. why people end up yeah. ended up lining up when you could do it online. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, um, oh! At the, at the beginning of it, you had to do it in person. Then they opened online reservations. Oh, at okay. The, I think at the end of the event, that's when they opened the gotcha. online reservations. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so I was I was wanting to drive to Columbus and. Because ONU is like an hour and a half from Columbus, um, and give them a thousand dollars to put my reservation in. So I'm like, this is the car I want after college. Like, I'll put my reservation in now. I'll start saving money, and be stuck with that, and like get that car. Ended up like kind of tossing it back and forth, and like uh, I'm like, ah, it's it's still a lot of money for me. Like at the time, a thousand dollars was like that's a lot of meals. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of it's uh, <laughs> a lot of other stuff uh and yep. <laughs> uh and i had like very little money at the time right you're like you're in college you're basically spending your money on food you can't work really uh, especially with the schedule i had and like i was like i just gotta save the money i'll just kind of wait it out and like my time will come for that so Ended up not putting in a reservation. I thought about it for like weeks though. I'm like, I could, I could now put in a reservation because they opened up the online one. Like, <laughs> do I have a thousand dollars? No, I've only got like fifteen hundred dollars, and I don't want to lose. <laughs> I don't want to lose all my money. <laughs> so, uh, didn't end up putting a reservation down. Is the the point of that story? And then it kind of it came time for graduation, and I was then looking at cars to buy for my like for driving the rest of my like after i graduated so started looking at model s's because the used model s's were cheaper than the new model threes and i think still yep. are in some cases <laughs> yes yep. you can get some good deals on you use s's <laughs> yeah um yeah. but the more i kind of looked into it i'm like i know i need 300 miles of range like i don't want to go under that um i want dual motor I want the refreshed X or S because I don't like the look of the old nose cone. <laughs> like I started oh, kind of, <laughs> I love the old is one. That, is that a controversial <laughs> take right there? Uh, I, I mean, for me personally, you know, being like an O, well, I don't want to say OG Tesla employee, because I wasn't, <laughs> but like, I, I like the nose cone. Like it actually took me a bit to get used to it without the nose cone. Really? So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, each their own. We can, yeah do separate podcasts from now on that's okay that's no. why we're having separate episodes <laughs> yeah, right. um, <laughs> oh yeah this is your story yeah i'll shut up now <laughs> so uh yeah anyway the uh i end up not uh end up not buying a tesla at a, gra- at a graduation it was just it was going to be too much money i just once i did the math and stuff i'm like this is going to be stretching myself too thin 
fresh out of school. I'm trying to build up like my own personal savings and stuff, like buying a even the thirty five thousand dollar car at the time just was not smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and ended up deciding on a cheaper sports car. Um, I still wanted I still wanted a sportier car. I I still like performance. I'm more comfortable in like a sportier car too. I don't like being in like bigger cars for some reason, even though I'm like six, four and like a bigger (laughs) dude, I don't, uh, I don't like bigger cars, which is like complete opposite of what most people would think. And I also just like the performance aspect because I feel way safer, like a car I can maneuver and like do stuff in traffic feels way safer Mm -hmm. to me than a car. I can't get like, I can't move out of the way or move around people. Yeah. I, I agree with that one. <laughs> yeah. And so I ended up deciding on a Scion FRS. So I ended up buying that. Um, I think the it was spring of my senior year. So I had like basically enough money to make the make the few payments before I graduated and actually started making big money like as an engineer. Um, and stuck with that car. I was like, that's still, I think, probably one of my poor money decisions and just car decisions in general. Cause I, I think I got too caught up in like having a cool car after I graduated yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it helps that like other engineers that graduated from O and U like bought a similar car to that. And I like yeah. kind of like almost the keeping up with the Joneses. Like I, I felt like I needed to have a cooler car when I graduated. Cause I was like making engineer money. I got to like have the cool car and it's like, yeah, I could have easily just bought like a cheap like Camry or something like paid off a majority of it and (laughs) and, like (laughs) just drove it um, without a payment or anything. So Mm -hmm. probably wasn't the best decision. Uh, Bought that in 2018, owned it for roughly a year. I think a little over a year actually. Um, But that was like a, $15,000 $15,000 car. So like nothing crazy at all. Wow. Like really cheap yeah. car generally. Um, I forgot how cheap cars used to be. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I'm like, and that was kind of my budget, like what I budgeted for a car too, is like anything above 15,000. Like I'm just not going to be able to afford with the, um, the funny part is cause I was like, I was living by myself after I graduated. So like, that's a single rent payment. I got to pay by myself. I don't have a roommate or anything. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like you start kind of doing the math and budgeting. You're like, yeah. I don't have a lot of money left over. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah all the priorities come together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like big kind of not really like slap in the face, but like it's, it's definitely a reality check when you start paying for everything your own. Um, yep. <laughs> and your parents aren't, aren't making meals for you or, or yeah. like, uh, paying for anything. So anyway, end up, uh, end up buying the, the FRS drove it till like 2019 timeframe. Um, and it was at that point I started doing the math and I'm like, I was dating Mallory at the time she was graduating in 2019. I'm like, now that I've got a roommate, <laughs> yeah. I, my rent payment is going to be cut in half. <laughs> I'm completely taking away like everything from the relationship. That's like the first thing I thought of from. <laughs> I just love how you boiled the title down to just roommate. <laughs> like... yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Mallory doesn't listen to podcasts, so it's fine. Um, I was going to say, I hope your walls are thick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah 
so yes my my beautiful fiance we're now we're now engaged getting married in a in a year now um no longer roommate no longer roommate now uh now fiance um upgraded (laughs) uh, anyway um so she moved in and I started doing the math and I'm like, okay, now that like my rent payment is essentially cut in half, I will probably be able to afford a nicer car now. Um, Cause that was really what I kind of had my sights set on when I graduated. I'm like, I knew I wanted a Tesla. Like that, that mm-hmm. is my dream car. That is what I like. That was my financial motivation basically from, <laughs> from 2018 <laughs> onward. Um, and around like January 19, uh, 2019, that's when I started really getting big into EVs just in general. So that's when I started my YouTube channel was January of 2019. I joined like the drive electric Columbus group around that time, really started kind of like digging into the weeds a little bit more around EVs, mm-hmm. um, doing like not even networking, just kind of like going to these events, seeing what it's about, um, getting involved, like, and that's like this might be getting kind of into the advice section of uh of this episode but like that just getting involved like helps you so much and opens so many doors um like going to those events from 2019 onward i've met like so many interesting people from the ev industry to just regular owners that do a lot of neat stuff um it's very educational too cuz you see different people's perspectives like um, especially ones that aren't like specific brand focused. Like I think a lot of the Tesla meetups, like it's a lot of just Tesla owners. So like you only really see Tesla vehicles, but like the non Tesla events and just the EV vet events in general, you really get to see certain people's perspectives on like, why did they buy an EV? Why did they buy this specific EV? Um, mm-hmm. and I guess that's the case with the Tesla events too, because everybody buys it for a slightly different reason. So like having yeah. those conversations is really cool. And I'm sure like your experience is the same. Like every, like some people are in it for environmentalism. Like they like a like low emission car or no emission car. Others it's like, this was just a luxury car. I thought was cool. And I like the performance. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah, it's incredible to like learn everybody's reason why they drive electric. (laughs) Yeah. Which, which I think is like a really cool part of, of the industry and just like the community in general is, is everybody's perspective on that. Um, but anyway, got really involved and really started digging into EVs in 2019. Um, and I don't want to say my YouTube channel was like the only reason I got into EVs, but it was a big reason I got more into EVs because I started researching, like, I'd always really wanted to be like a YouTube person. Like I liked editing videos. I liked shooting videos. I liked, um, just kind of that whole process. I liked editing And I realized to be successful on YouTube, you really have to like choose a niche and like stick to that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I had done like all kinds of random videos, like during throughout high school and college and like nothing I was ever really like super into, um, that I like really felt good about. But then like in 2019, I really hit it hard. I'm like, all right, I'm going to commit for the next year. I'm going to try to put out a video a week related to evs that was like the that was the goal um i was like that's gonna be my niche that's gonna be my um what i talk about on my youtube channel is just ev stuff and i can share my story of uh 
researching EVs, new EVs that come out, um, my process of buying an EV eventually. So that kind of led into eventually buying my Model 3. So I was like, it was a stretch financially. I, I definitely could afford it, but it was like more than I would have normally spent on a car. But I'm like, if I buy this Model 3, like that's just a ton of content I'll be able to make. Like, yeah. From not only the buying experience, but like picking up the car to like going on road trips, charging, like all that stuff. Um, and I'd kind of been talking to family and friends like throughout that whole year. Like I, I'm going to buy a Tesla in the next few months. Like it's coming. Like I, I really want to buy one. And the amount of like skepticism I was, <laughs> I was met with <laughs> when I started, uh, when I started kind of like telling people my plan with that was incredible. So that only like that really like cemented like, all right, this is a good decision actually buying this car Mm -hmm. because I can help educate a lot of people about like my experience. Like I am, I'm a normal person. I don't have like any crazy life. Like I, I am a very regular person that's just interested in EVs and I can share my experience. Um, and the other interesting part is I didn't have home charging. So I was like, all right, how is that going to work? And I won't get into my whole like home charging experience, but the other beneficial factor was uh, when I was kind of crunching the numbers uh, financially is I was spending like $200 a month on gas when I budgeted out. I'm like, that is just (laughs) crazy. I'm like, I don't even live that far from work. And like (laughs) I'm spending $200 (laughs) a month on gas. Yeah. Granted, granted, the FRS took premium gas, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know that. That's, yeah, that's yeah, news it takes to me. premium gas, which at the time in 2019, I think was like 3.30 a gallon or something like that, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty crazy, but not, not like yeah. crazy expensive. Um, I mean, that's a cup of Starbucks. <laughs> that's true. That's how I view money. You know, how much <laughs> coffee can I? How buy? many Starbucks is this? <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> and not even just coffee, just Starbucks. <laughs> we're, we're standardizing the U.S. dollar. Instead of the U.S. dollar, it's going to be a cup of Starbucks coffee. <laughs> the new, the new the, U.S. standard. The, right, the new digital currency. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so that was another part of it. I'm like, I spend $200 a month on gas. I'm like, if I buy an EV, my workplace has free charging. So automatically I'm dropping $200 off what I pay a month, like switching to an EV. So I'm like, okay, like what can I make my monthly payment? Um, like all this stuff. I won't get into all the financials cause everybody's got kind of different views on that. But anyway, crunch the numbers. I'm like, this'll work. Like I can meet the m- monthly payment. I'll be able to afford it. And the other nice thing is too, like my, my income continues to go up too. So like that, that helps <laughs> right yeah. so you lock in a monthly payment but if your income continues to go up then like yep. it's still the same monthly payment so ended up buying the car uh bought my model three in uh what month was it it was september of 2019 so this was kind of nine months into my youtube journey as well so i did a video on ordering my model three um which is still like one of my higher performing videos which is pretty cool um and then ended up picking it up like a month later i'm like this is this is great (laughs) Um, because this was before i think i got my car at exactly the right time too because it was right after they 
Um, right after they added autopilot as included, because it used to be a paid upgrade to get just basic autopilot. Oh, yeah, you pay that's like, right. Yeah. You pay like three grand or something like that to get basic autopilot. Yeah. So they added basic autopilot to the car. Um, the prices had dropped a little bit as they kind of ramped up production. Um, demand still wasn't crazy high yet. So when I picked up my car, I was like the only one at the service center at the time when I picked it up. <laughs> there was nobody like waiting behind me. I got to spend like 20 or 30 minutes with the car, like shooting some video of me picking it up. Um, pre-pandemic too. So that was good. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> yeah. The before times. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so ended up getting my model three and uh it was really cool buying that car at the time because it still was so new even the model even though the model three was a couple years old at that point it still was just such a new car like so many Mm -hmm. people were interested in it um and it was just a cool time to have an ev not that it still isn't obviously we're gonna like it's always a cool time to have an ev um and it's a great the prime yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is our last episode yeah (laughs) mission accomplished everyone (laughs) um yeah but but it was it was really cool getting the car at the time i did because evs were so new there was still like a lot of education to be done and have it Mm -hmm. and like having my car at that time to really like show people what it's like owning one was was super cool and and not that it still isn't because like it's an awesome car i still love driving it it still just does so much so much cool stuff um and yeah that's that's like i guess back to like more professionally now um driving my car for a while i was kind of getting um not sick of but kind of like i was open to other opportunities working I've been working at the same company I've been working at since I graduated. So I was like, okay, I like, I like this, but it's definitely not like, it's not going to be a long-term career for me. Um, at least in the role I was in, it was super advanced. Um, like just a lot of stuff went over my head. It felt like engineering school again. And I'm <laughs> like, I feel like I should be past this at this point. Like I should be kind of taking more control and like understanding things better. And it still felt like I was, just like I spent 90% of my time trying to figure out what, what was going on instead of actually getting work done, um, mm-hmm. which can be really frustrating. Like for somebody like me that likes to get stuff done, like I think it definitely takes a special type of person to spend like a majority of their time learning or researching or stuff like that. Um, and not to say that like learning isn't something you should continue to do, but <laughs> yes. oh, always learn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I was, I was kind of open to opportunities at that point, um, had talked to a few other companies and just like, wasn't, uh, nothing really like blew me away in terms of like it, nothing was good enough to switch. It was like something had to be demonstrably better, pay me better and, (laughs) and like be a better fit for me than my current company to actually make that switch. Um, that was a good word that you just said the word that you just said, the monster. The, this demonstrously or something like that demonstrably yeah yes i've never heard that word before <laughs> i've been I using that good, a lot i've been using that a lot recently um yeah. demonstrably demonstrably yeah um I'm writing that one down 
<laughs> bring that up for the next meeting. Um, right. I don't even know what it means. So I'm just going to start saying it. <laughs> it's basically like it has to be like proven to be better or like mm. like you have to be able to de- demonstrate that it's a much better thing or oh, opportunity it, or something like that. Now I see the origin word. Yeah. Like demonstrate. Yeah. Okay. Makes so, sense. Um, but I'm, I'm very like risk averse and like if, if something is working fine and like, it's a good fit, I'm not going to take like a big risk to go somewhere else and like make less money or something like that Mm -hmm. to end up, uh, um, to maybe pan out in the future. So I'm like, okay. Um, there are a couple opportunities that came up, but nothing really like fit what I was looking for. And then I started looking and I'm like, I, I really want to make the jump to the EV industry. Like this really excites me. It's such a new thing. Um, it's finally at the point where people are actually hiring now, like in the past, like the auto companies were hiring obviously, but like the surrounding industry is still so new around charging and everything like that. And the charging part of EVs really like is my favorite part about EVs. Like I love the cars. Um, I'm definitely like a car person in a way, but nothing like is cooler to me than the chargers, which is like such a nerdy thing. But like, I think I I agree with you. (laughs) Yeah. Like the, the charging portion of that, especially because it is a little bit complicated. Like it's not cut and dry with charging. And like, we've explained Mm -hmm. this on multiple episodes. Like there's so many nuances with charging and, being somebody with a utility background, I kind of had that background in power, in electricity, in all that kind of stuff, and had the electrical engineering degree. I'm like, and have this interest in EVs. I'm like, I'm set up really well, actually, to make <laughs> to make this jump yeah. into the EV industry. Yeah. Um, so I ended up applying for the job at Green Lots, which is where I work at now. I'm a sales engineer there. And that uh it was funny too because i inter- i applied for the job because i was looking for ev related jobs and ev charging related jobs and i could never find anything in columbus because columbus is just like i mean it's not a tech heavy city it's not la it's not san francisco yeah. like that's where a lot of these charging companies are based and that is where green lots is headquartered they're headquartered in la so it's <laughs> like i don't really want to move to la just to like work for an ev charging company and the fact is we're going to need people in other territories too, right? Working on this yep. stuff. <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not all just California and West coast where all this stuff is going on. Like people are buying EVs in big numbers in Midwest States now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I applied for the job and it was like super late at night. It was like 11 PM or something like that. I was like going to bed and I found a listing on LinkedIn for it and they had the easy apply. And I'm like, that's awesome. So yeah. <laughs> you just hit the yep. literally like one button apply for the, for the role. Yeah. And I wasn't like, I had, I had applied for some other EV charging industry jobs too. and never really heard anything back. Um, but applied for them ended up calling me back and it seemed like a great fit because I had the, uh, I had the, uh, it's sales engineering too, which is like a whole separate thing than normal engineering. Like it sounds similar, but it's really not the same. Um, but you, I, it really like aligned to my skills really well because my favorite thing to do and like what we do on this podcast, what I do on my YouTube channel is break down, super advanced topics so that normal people without the engineering background, without the EV background can understand them and know what's going on. So 
And that's really what my role boils down to is, is helping educate people on that kind of stuff. So <laughs> that's like, that's it awesome. really was like just a great fit. It all really came together. And again, it was a, it was a demonstrably better opportunity yeah. than, <laughs> than, uh, than my current role. So I ended up making the switch and, and it's been great so far. So that's awesome. I, I do want to say just really fast back to that vocab word. I think <laughs> I think what we should do every episode moving forward have like a little like counter every time you say that word, <laughs> just have like a little chime, and then like at the end of the season be like Alex said it this many times. <laughs> sure, that won't annoy anybody. Um, I'll just keep track, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds like quite a journey. I mean, like oh going from like. Be- interested well technically well essentially playing uh you know a video game with the roadster and then taking you what like 10 11 years into your position now yeah it's it's funny because like i don't know if you've heard the expression like you you uh overestimate you overestimate what you can do in a year but you underestimate what you can do in a decade and like that is like incredibly true. I think. I think the time frames might be slightly different, but it's like, um, I think sometimes we get very caught up in like the short term success or like short term things happening, and you mm-hmm. kind of forget to take a step back and realize like how long your life actually is and like how much stuff yeah. actually happens and how long things take to progress. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, like you said, like this this didn't happen overnight. Where I like jumped in the EV industry, it's literally been like a decade coming. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. and have you had those moments recently where you kind of like step, you know, like aside yourself and like look inwards on your life and realize like I've done a lot. You know, yeah. There's still more, but like, have you had those moments? Definitely, definitely. And now that I'm like kind of the point where I'm like I'm older. Like it's, it feels weird to say, but like, I'm 26. How do you think I feel? (laughs) (laughs) I'm 30. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it it is super industry and interesting, like looking back and I'm like, like 10 years ago I was in high school. Like that's pretty crazy to like think about. And I was like 16 and I just got my license and now I'm like here. Um, It's, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. So. I, I saw this TikTok to to go back of what you said with like the the time span and how you kind of like take you know time essentially I feel like some people take time for granted like the amount of things you can do in you know in a year yeah in ten years uh, I saw this TikTok there was somebody who said she's fifty and the advice she would give to her twenty five year old is take your time just yeah. take your time yeah and it's it really is amazing when you realize how much stuff you can do yeah. Yeah, or have done too. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's good Mm. to like balance that too, because like, I I tend to be the person that like pushes myself really hard and like thinks like I'm constantly feeling like I'm running out of time. Like if I don't do this immediately, like it's never going to work out. And like like you're saying, it it is important to kind of take that step back and really think like, all right, if I don't like accomplish this now, like there's the rest of my life, I can still accomplish it. Like it'll all yep. work out. <laughs> like we can, yeah. <laughs> like it can still, it can still happen. Like even if you're like with my YouTube channel is a perfect example. I'm like, all right, I'm going to commit. Like, I think just making that upfront commitment is a huge thing. Like I committed in 2019. I'm like, I'm going to try this for a year. I'm going to commit that year. If I get to the end of that year and I'm just not feeling it, it's not working out. I'll just stop doing it. But I can mm-hmm. at least I can tell myself, hey, I, I gave it a I gave it a go for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 
yeah, it's important to try. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're getting like philosophical now. So yeah, that's <laughs> not to say. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys are now seeing a totally different side of us. Like, I, I think that's why I'm excited to do these video or these uh, not videos, these episodes, because we get to um you know like demonstrate like a totally different aspect of our lives yeah to to our listeners and For i sure. think that's important especially as we establish living electric so definitely definitely yeah get to know us <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> um yeah i think i think we wrapped up pretty well here but um mm-hmm. I guess kind of look if we want to kind of do the opposite and like look forward, like what's next for, for me or for like my EV career is um, there's just so many opportunities right now. I've realized in the EV industry, Um, people are hiring like crazy. If you do want to get into the industry, I think now is the perfect time because we're kind of on that, uh, that kind of exponential growth curve right now we're eventually going to get like where it's just crazy but then i think eventually it's going to kind of level off when we when we hit that uh when we hit that point where we've kind of got everybody we need but like right now is the perfect time to hop in it's just growing so quickly there's every company's hiring (laughs) there's (laughs) we're hiring if you want to apply for a job with us like we need people um Chargeway's hiring too, actually. We're <laughs> so. Oh, you are okay. Yep, yep. We're looking for a sales salesperson. So okay, there you go. Yep. So, yeah, anybody. Lots, I mean, <laughs> lots of opportunities. <laughs> Tons of opportunities out there. So yep. Um, in terms of like resume stuff too, like I kind of touched on a little bit, but like being educated is like your biggest asset. I think. Um, mm-hmm being educated and being connected are like the two biggest assets. Like that's what people look, look for when they're, when they're hiring. It's like, who do you know? And, and yes. And yeah. what do you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and, and we'll touch on this in my episode, but I used to be a professional IT recruiter, so I can definitely give some advice when it comes to like resumes and, and can, you know, networking and stuff like that. Yeah. I'll defer to you you on that then. <laughs> so, um, keep, we'll wrap keep you up. hanging for the next one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So this is our cliffhanger. Um, but yeah, that's that's my my EV origin story. Um, I always tell people I've been driving electric since 2019. I'm never going back. So um, excited for the future. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, did you want? Did you want me to do the outro for that? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to, how to do that. Oh, um, lead into yours now. Yeah. My, my villain story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can do that. All right. That was the, that was the hero story. We're going to get to Brandon's yeah. villain story. Now. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I hope you guys are excited for this tumultuous at that. There is a good vocab word. Um, tumultuous journey into Brandon's dark and electrified mind no i'm just kidding (laughs) we'll see you guys in the next episode (laughs) yep sounds good